my opinion on the idea of balance is that it's a fraudulent concept. It's just a fake thing. It's not real. Uh, to me, the definition of balance is being mediocre at every single thing at the same time. <laughs> I don't want to be mediocre at every single thing at the same time. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. Hope you're doing awesome. I hope you enjoyed yesterday's podcast. I was talking about how hoping is not a valid strategy. Hoping and praying isn't a strategy. You have to be in motion. You have to be doing something. You have to be taking massive, imperfect action to get a result. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you have to be in motion. You have to be doing stuff, right? Today, I want to talk about this concept called the character gap. Now, it's been almost two years. I've wanted to write a book, actually, called The Character Gap. I'm a very visual person, and <laughs> this applies to business, but also personal. And I've always visualized like me as a man uh, having all these different like categories of parts of who I am, like these different uh, components, like me as a husband, me as a father, me as a son, me as a business partner, me as a leader, me as an influencer, me as all these different things, right? Then you have me with my personal fitness, me with my walk with God, me with all these things. And you have the same thing. We have these different categories, these different uh, columns uh, encompassing who we are. And so I also, I also visualize kind of like where I perceive myself to be at in all these different areas. And I need lots of work in all of them, trust me. And you probably do too. Uh, so you have like, let's take like fitness, for example, right? I, I'm not doing great on fitness right now. So my, my score in the fitness category would be low, but then I have this idea of where I want to be. And then the difference is called the gap, right? When it comes to your integrity, your honesty, who you are as a person, the way that you talk to your kids, the way that you lead your family or don't lead your family, the way that you are as a husband, the way you speak to your wife, the way that you are as a business partner, the way that you are with your taxes, the way that you are in every area of your life, there's some sort of rating that you actually have. There's probably a rating that you desire to aspire to become. And then the difference is the gap. It's all about closing the gap. And so with the character gap, when it comes to your business, you know, my belief is that uh, your personal character, not your personal perfection, but your personal character uh, is very much in alignment with probably your net worth, probably your income, the amount of money that you make. And I don't mean character like you're a nice person, you're a good person. I mean character like y your ability to understand and articulate financial things like your ability to, to lead other people, your ability to be a manager, uh, to cast vision, to be able to creatively think and strategize and problem solve for your business. Like all these skills, I would lump in under this idea of the character gap. There's like a bajillion categories. I need to create like a comprehensive list, right? And when it comes to your business, wherever you are in those areas is gonna give you a particular result when it comes to your money. And it's going to give you a particular result when it comes to your fitness and your marriage and your relationship with your kids and all that too. But speaking just to your business, 
like your personal character, your integrity, all of that ties back into your company and the results that you get. And if you're struggling in an area or if there's pain in a certain area of your business, it's, it's not really a surprise. Like if you're going to pretend to be a victim or have a victim mindset, you might pretend like it just happened to you and circumstance happened and boo-hoo for you, right? Um, that's almost never actually true. You know, the systems in your life and in your business are perfectly calibrated to give you exactly the result that you're getting. The, the issue is not that business is hard or your market is different or that, you know, your wife doesn't support you and boo-hoo for you. That's not really true. What's really wrong is that you need to close the gap. You need to close the gap in a whole bunch of different areas. When it comes to your company, I've said, you know, for <laughs> the entirety of this podcast, over 300 episodes, that you know, sales and marketing is a foundational cornerstone in your company. That is how you feed the beast. That's how you grow. Almost everything else can be fixed pretty easily uh, through sales, right? If you got sufficient sales coming in, profitable sales, you can fix the people problem, you can fix the number problems, you can, you can scale, you can buy equipment, you can do all the stuff you need to do, you can make decisions, and you can afford to make mistakes. But when that's not happening, when the beast isn't being fed, when the phone's not ringing, when you're not in control of the deal flow that you get, everything else just falls apart. I wanna tell you a story. I remember the first few years of my business were really, really hard. And I've shared this story many, many times. I had a car repossessed, you know, we had no money. People thought I was crazy. I had left this like this safe and secure job uh, as a banker uh, at Chase Bank. And let me just cl clarify that for a minute. I was a pizza delivery driver that started the window cleaning business. And I did that for a couple seasons and I built up to just a couple hundred customers, but I didn't really take it serious. So I ended up getting a job doing mortgages for like a year and a half. And from there, I went to JP Morgan Chase Bank as a personal banker. I got some securities licenses and I had kind of left the window cleaning thing for like two and a half years or so. And then I, I went back and started window cleaning. So if there's any confusion, I've had people say, I thought you were the pizza guy that started the cleaning business. I was. And then they say, I thought you were a banker that quit your safe and secure job to start your cleaning business. I was. It was both of those things. It was just spread out and takes too long to explain. So I simplify it usually when I, when I tell the story. But anyway, so I leave this job to start my business. My family thinks I'm crazy. Uh, you know, my own mom won't talk to me for a week because she thinks I'm ruining my life, right? Because I'm going to, you know, squeegee dirt off people's glass. And then to make matters worse, it wasn't working. I wasn't making any money. I was struggling. We had no money. We were totally broke. We had our electricity shut off. We had all these bad things happen. And in the beginning... Uh, the business consumed me entirely. I would stay up till two in the morning learning and clicking on videos and like studying and like finding reasons to become more obsessed and to learn more, right? And my wife started to get really, really resentful to me and really resentful to the business. My wife now, she, she often refers to this time in her life as, you know, when I was having an, an affair on her with my business, when the business was the other woman, Right. And, and that really complicated things too. And so I had some gaps in my relationship with my wife. And it wasn't, it wasn't only my fault, but it was mostly my fault. It was just immaturity and us not being on the same page, me doing a horrible job as a leader casting vision. I had also not had a lot of wins in our marriage where I'd really delivered on something. So her belief and trust in me as a man, as a leader, wasn't really established yet. She loved me. We loved each other. That's why we got married. But when we started navigating life and then she gets pregnant and then I quit this job and her, you know, uh, her wife and security mechanism starts going dur, 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 and the meters are going off. It was a weird thing to navigate. Um, and so what we had to do was we had to get on the same page. 
And the biggest breakthrough that we had, I think, for my business, other than me just learning about systems and all that, was me and her getting unified on this idea of um, intentional imbalance. So when we finally got to this place, right around year three, when things started to turn around for us, my wife essentially gave me permission to go conquer stuff. She gave me permission. She flipped her entire attitude on the whole business to realizing like this business was for us. It was for our family. And yes, I was working a bajillion hours, but she finally understood that wouldn't it be worth it if I intentionally imbalanced our life for a little while so we could have an extraordinary result that would last us a long while? And that idea, you know, is something that we both needed to be on board with for it to work. If you have a spouse that's not on board with you, it's like dragging around a a ball on a chain, right? But at the same time, should you even really pursue your business if they're not in agreement? Probably not because your marriage is way more important than your business. So this was a huge breakthrough for us. And she basically gave me permission to have intentional imbalance. And my, in every one of those categories at the same time, you have to have intentional imbalance for a short period of time so you can go deep and master something. Then you can retract it back, right? For example, if I wanted to get like ripped and become a bodybuilder or something, I can't do everything I'm doing now and then just throw that in without sacrificing it from some other category. If I wanna spend extraordinary amounts of time with my kids, if I wanna be with my wife all the time, if I wanna travel, if I have all these things, I wanna understand financial mastery at a higher level, become a better investor, if I want to go deeper in my relationship with God, if I wanna go like really deep into something, I have to take that time from a different category and plow it into this category, right? Which creates imbalance. Imbalance is not bad. It's good. It's only bad if you're married and your spouse is not on the same page as to why you're doing it in the first place, which is why it's really important that you guys have a unified vision, a unified purpose, a why, a mission that you both can get excited about because it's okay to be uh, intentionally imbalanced for a season to close the gap on something, right? Does that make sense? I hope this makes sense. Um, Closing the gap is what it's all about. And, you know, I, I never heard anybody in, in this industry even use language like that until I started talking about it. But I've used that language for years with my own company. You know, all of the people that I'm friends with that have multi-million dollar companies, $10 million companies, $50 million companies, $100 million companies, they're very aware of the gap and they have a strategic plan to close the gap broken down to the daily level and they're working that plan, closing the gap. Like that's what they do. That's how you do it. This isn't just some like weird woo-woo philosophy. That's how you do it. Now, the reason maybe two or 3% of the people (laughs) make all the money and 97 or 98% of people are, their business is small and they're broke and they're stuck is really because of this. If there's one thing that you need to get obsessed with this year, after you get your wife on board and she gives you permission to go conquer stuff and she gives you permission to be imperfect, to be intentionally imbalanced for a season because you are going to win and you're going to show her that you're going to win and you're going to build the trust and you're going to deliver some wins back to her. After that happens, your total obsession uh, needs to be with closing the gap and understanding the strategic plan to closing the gap. That is everything. A business, a big business is built seven days at a time. A big business should feel somewhat boring to build if you're doing it right. It should not always feel like the Wild West. You should have a plan and you should work the plan. Almost no one has the plan. And then the people that have the plan, their plan sucks. Their plan is bad. They're not bad. Their plan's bad. 
It's not their fault. They don't know how to do it. No one ever showed them how to do it. They've never been exposed to different ways how to do it. Uh, it is what it is. But you know, having a bad plan or a plan that's not based in reality is not going to serve you. Having a plan that is based in reality but isn't specific enough and isn't reverse engineered back to weekly behaviors also isn't going to help you. And having an amazing plan that you don't execute on also won't help you, right? So you got to have a plan rooted in reality based on the numbers of your business, the natural trends in your market, and the tactics that you know are going to work broken down to the weekly level that you execute on. If you do that, you can have anything you want. Your business can be anything you want it to be. This is real, people. Visualize, close your eyes and picture right now $100,000 in your checking account, Christmas of 2019, sitting there. You did it. You executed a plan. You stuck to it. You took massive and perfect action. And now you have 100000 Have you ever had that much in your account extra? It's a good feeling, I can tell you, okay? Maybe it's $250,000, just pure margin. Everything's organized. You have your plan, you work your plan, you do it. It's Christmas, it'll go by this fast, and you have $250,000 in the bank extra. What would that do for your family? Shoot, maybe $10,000 or $20,000, I don't know where you're at. The point is, is that if you wanna change your life, you gotta do something different. If you wanna have something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. If you've never tried to make money with your brain, now's the time. You make a lot more money with your brain, my friends, than you do with your muscles. You make a lot more money with your brain than you do with your muscles. Wrap your head around that. If you get to spring this year and you hop into the ringing phone and you hop into the field and you start doing stuff and you're running around like a circus monkey, is anything really significant gonna change? The answer is no. It doesn't mean that your life's horrible. You probably are comfortable enough, right? But if you want to get really free, if you want to build a sellable asset for your company in case you get hurt, if you want to protect your legacy, you know, Brandon, when we were in Las Vegas, Brandon Vaughn came with me to speak and he was asking the audience, what is your bus factor? And, you know, most companies have a bus factor of one. And the way he described it was so awesome. He was talking about, you know, if a bus hits you, everything goes away. Your business doesn't exist anymore. Is that true for you? That's scary. If you fall off a ladder, then what? If you get hurt, then what? You get sick, then what? What's your wife gonna do? What are your kids gonna do? You know, it might be cute to play the owner-operator thing for a little while, but if you have a family and you're trying to do something serious, you, you can't put off learning the skills you need to learn to be able to close the gap and behave like a CEO uh, would behave to grow something significant. All of you are capable of it, 100%. It doesn't matter how much money you came from. doesn't matter if you have a Harvard MBA. You don't need any of that stuff. These are all learnable skills, but you got you to gotta put in the work. You got to do the work and you got to execute on it. That's why I want to invite you again, like I did yesterday, to join me for a three-day workshop where I'm going to teach you how to reverse engineer your 2019 marketing calendar so you can close the gap. At the end of day three, this will be a live workshop for two hours each day. I'm gonna go live inside of a private Facebook group and I'm gonna teach the very specific step-by-step -step process that I use with uh, private coaching students on how to build a marketing calendar, a strategic plan that's based on logic and real numbers. This is like truth bomb plan, okay? This is real and it will be reverse engineered to the weekly level. When you're done with day three, you're gonna have in your possession uh, total clarity and everything you need to do each week to close the gap, to stay on pace, to get the result you want at the end of the year. This is a powerful thing. It's a powerful exercise in using your brain to make money instead of just your muscles to make money. And I want you to join me. If there's any hesitation at all, ask yourself why. 
What are you scared of? Is it, do numbers intimidate you? Well, let's master it. Let's purposely be intentionally imbalanced for three days together. I want you to get imbalanced for three days where you can dive deep, ask the questions, get the support you need inside this group, and figure it out. I will help you figure it out. You got to show up, you got to put in the work, and you got to pay 97 bucks. You got to have a little bit of skin in the game so that I know that you're serious. This can change your life. Uh, this type of thinking, this type of mentality with your business, it'll change your life. That's what it will do. So go to sendjim.io forward slash workshop. That's sendjim.io forward slash workshop. There's also a link in the show notes. And sign up, pay the measly ticket price, buy a ticket, get in the private Facebook group, hang out with me live on March 11th, 12th, and 13th, and let's close the gap together for your business. Uh, I care about you guys. You're amazing. Take care. God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.